So the problems at the border are going on uninterrupted, it seems. It seems that bringing them up has, well, got people all sorts of of upset. As if somehow we shouldn't be noticing what happens at the border. We've got voter laws taking place in Georgia that have people saying there should be boycotts of Georgia until they're overturned. All based on the idea that you can't bring someone a a bottle of water. You can't provide people food while they're voting. Look, if you don't have food while you're voting, that's on you. And to think that that's what you have to do to what are you buying someone's vote with a with a sandwich? It's very strange stuff. What's not getting discussed? An alliance of autocracies. China wants to lead a new world order. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is a pleasure to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Be sure uh, to like and follow and go to TonyCats.com and get uh, the, the podcast. Is there any question that this is that this is the reality? That this is probably the bigger story in America and the most the more important one than these other things that aren't actually stories. The state of Georgia changed the way they do elections. Okay, you need an ID. No more willy-nilly sending out of ballots. Good for them. The people screaming bigotry, pay no attention to those people. They're laughable. They think anything they don't like is because of your bigotry. That's how they work. No, the story here is what it is that China is trying to do what it is that they're trying to put together. It got played down in many ways, this meeting with American officials and the Chinese foreign minister in, um, in Alaska, right? That's where it took place. You then had the foreign minister joining up with Russia. They're denouncing Western meddling and sanctions. If Russia under Putin and China under Xi Jinping are opposed to the United States, maybe it's time to recognize that China and Russia are the enemy of free and thinking people. If they think we're the problem, maybe we should take a look at history and recognize that they are the problem. Maybe it's important for us to say so. Maybe we should be wary and recognize what China is trying to do. Maybe it should be a front and center subject. Nope, it's not, though. Instead, we've got Chuck Schumer looking on how to not engage Republicans on another spending bill and to do it via reconciliation. According to the aides to Schumer, what their argument is to the parliamentarian is that Section 304 of the Congressional Budget Act allows Democrats to pass a third bill using a simple majority. They don't want Republicans involved in anything. They've already got a $1.9 trillion bill through. 
Can you can you believe it that we're doing it again and it will be bigger? It will be bigger. Then again, these are the same people who are so busy screaming racism about the filibuster. And let us put that to a, a, a rest. Uh, the filibuster is not racist and people have to stop. But they won't stop because facts and logic and decency and rationality, these things are meaningless. Scream racism. That's what matters. Always scream racism. When in doubt, scream racism because that's all that matters. The filibuster is not racist. And the people who say it is, they're dirty people who you shouldn't allow in your house. I know that that's that's a pretty rough thing to say, but it's still factual. It's 100 percent factual. You should not allow these people in your house when they talk about the filibuster is racist. These are the same people who told you that what was happening to children at the southern border was despicable. Hello, Kamala Harris from 2019. With the detention of these children, the circumstances by which they arrived is a human rights abuse being committed by the United States government. And so we are here to stand up and say that we are not going to allow this to happen, not on our watch. I will tell you, when elected, the first thing I'm going to do, one of the first things, is to shut down these private detention facilities. Just shut them down. Go ahead. Shut them down. You're in charge. Shut them down. Oh, wait. You don't actually mean shut them down. Oh, wait. You're only kidding about actually caring. You're only making it up when it's Donald Trump in office, and now we're not supposed to pay attention. It's frustrating, right? It's frustrating to have to, 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 to live with this. Or live in this. Right? I get it. I I get how absolutely frustrating it is. I get how bothersome and problematic it all is. But with all due respect, China is a bigger problem. And we're never going to get to dealing with it. We're never going to get to dealing with it because we have a political party that is hell-bent on destruction, and it's more important than anything else that exists. We would rather talk about Lil Nas X's Satan shoes. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have the cultural conversations. I am saying that we have a complete and total lack of focus and unwillingness to work together. Because for some of us, it's a conversation about how best a nation runs. And for some of us, it's about pure, outright destruction. You know that Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg are very into this idea of charging people by the mile, right? I mean, this is, this is a thing. Taxing people based on, 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 on the mile. This multi-trillion dollar infrastructure plan that Chuck Schumer is like, uh, you know, uh, uh, we can do without even getting any Republicans in it, right? It's the miles travel tax or mileage tax. Uh, You can call it anything you want. This is how they're going to pay for things, by telling you you go from point A to point B and you should have to pay more for it. 
They are going, remember, all taxes are punitive. All taxes are punitive. All of them are punishment. So they're going to punish you for driving. Now, I don't know what that's going to do to people in the trucking industry. And I don't know how this is going to to apply to people who uh, are, are traveling salesmen, if, if, if you will. I'm curious what this is going to do to the soccer mom who is actually driving their kids to travel soccer. Very curious. What does this do to downtowns that are already suffering in a major, major way because businesses aren't going back? Major companies have said, oh, we're not going to have anybody in the office until summer or, or until fall of 2021. No, we can't have people in the office. It's COVID. Those downtowns are suffering greatly. Now you're going to put a tax on people for driving downtown. So the tax of getting to work gets compounded on a tax that they're going to have to. What? They're, they're going to have that. They're right. They're traveling to get to work. So you're going to double it up. Is, is there some kind of, of, of relief for those people? Are the first number of miles okay, and then after that, you're, uh, you know what, out of luck? So you'll get more people be like, no, nah, I'm going to work from home. I'm going to work from home. I can't, can't afford to drive downtown, pay that extra tax. You know what the Hill has got a story of? Buddha judge charms Washington with his accessibility. That's an actual story. Buddha judge, a young accessible millennial, charms Washington. Ah, somebody's getting a Valentine's gift. We've got a serious conversation about how to pay for infrastructure. Their answer is to tell the American people not to travel. And I instead, I get a story about he's so cool and smooth. It's a lack of focus. It's a lack of what is important. And we should be focused on what is important. The Democratic Party is not interested, based on their leadership, in finding things that we are in agreement with. They are interested in pushing their own agenda and destroying however many Republicans they can in the, in the way, right? In, in, in their wake, right? Leaving them dead in their wake, abused in their wake, just, just gone in their wake. We're not having a conversation about the reality of how you deal with infrastructure. No, we just have to note that the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, is super cool and groovy. Oh, he's a millennial with a heart or something. We are unfocused and we are undisciplined and it is kicking our ass. And we should stop. I'm Tony Katz. So the markets are still a little bit up. The NASDAQ is definitely down. I don't know if uh, Dr. Walensky's uh, talk about impending doom and COVID cases going up uh, freaked the markets out. No idea. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you.
Absolutely. The Biden administration announcing that 90% of U.S. adults will be eligible for COVID shots by April 19th. You've got sites going up everywhere. This is wonderful news. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, Trump, this, I'm just happy it's getting done. The Biden administration should have given more credibility, more credence, more appreciation to what happened with Operation Warp Speed. Without question, they should have. But they choose this uh, political hellscape. They are who they are, who they are. And one of the other interesting stories going on out there is a story out of Alabama. You have Amazon workers in Bessemer, Alabama, who are voting on whether or not to unionize. This is going to be fascinating. Because I don't think Jeff Bezos wants this. And I think that he, like the rest of, uh, I shouldn't say like the rest of, he, like so many who want to lean left, better start realizing that the people who are supportive of them having an opinion that they disagree with are the people on the political right. The people on the political right are the ones who allow for free speech. They're the ones who think you have the right to an opinion. And so if you start saying to those people, we're not paying attention to you, what you're saying is you live in fear of the other people. Well, you're going to be living in fear of the rest of your life because there is simply no way for it to work out. None. Absolutely positively none it can only get worse only there's there's no other there's no other possible option i i don't know if people are are really thinking about it that way uh but they need to bitcoin is over fifty-seven thousand. nothing is changing there it's still these crazy numbers ethereum at 1800 it was just at 1600 this morning. Uh, it was at 1500 just last week. It was at 1400 just last month. And these numbers have bounced around all over the place. This is uh, crypto we're talking about. It hasn't changed. Hasn't changed, continues to grow, continues to build, continues to have an audience. Also having an, an, an audience are the people who are pushing in our schools things like critical race theory and, and uh, anti-racism training, which are both, um, well, they're both bigoted, right? Critical race theory says you can find racism in everything and everyone. So it's not about, oh my gosh, you're a racist. It teaches people to search for racism and think of everyone as a racist or everything they do as bigoted. You just have to find it. It's no way to act. It's no way to live, but it's what it teaches. Anti-racism, of course, says that you confront racism with racism, or you confront, I should say, discrimination with discrimination, and you confront future discrimination with discrimination. Meaning it doesn't even matter if somebody's done something to you, you act like they've done something to you, and you treat them a certain way. And then anti-racism states that the only way for someone to fight racism is to be an anti-racist and do these specific things that change at, at, at a whim. 
And if people don't do them, well, that's just a sign of their racism. And if they're white, well, you see, they're really just fragile. They can't handle the fact that they're bigots. It's super convenient and super ugly and happening in schools, and you're going to have to fight it. No matter what happens, it doesn't matter if, if the teacher calls you a racist, which they're doing. It doesn't matter if the administration calls you racist, which is what they're doing. It doesn't matter if they go after your business, which is what's happening and certainly will be happening more of. They, you, you worry that they're going to go after your child. Yeah, absolutely, positively, that can happen. Remember, these aren't honorable people pushing an idea that everyone's racist, everything is racist, you can find racism in everything, and then there are people who are guilty based on the color of their skin, and it doesn't matter what they do, they are guilty no matter what. Because anti-racism and critical race theory do away with the concept that we should judge people on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. It goes the other way and says we only judge people based on the color of their skin, and then we decide their goodness based on what it is that they are willing to accept for the color of their skin, meaning what they're willing to do to buy their way out of it. It's, it's what it, that's, I've, I, I've explained it pretty well. But you and I are not the only ones talking about this. Bill Maher, on his show, Real Time, talking about the state of education in America. It used to be the school would be afraid of what the parent thought. Now the parent is afraid of going against what they're teaching in school, even when they don't agree with it. Absolutely correct. The pushback against this bigotry is here and is growing. And therefore, the people pushing this bigotry are going to get louder and louder with their screams of racism and whatever else they may decide to do. You have to fight it. Brett Stevens was on the panel, New York Times columnist, um, that the distinction being lost between education and indoctrination. Caitlin Flanagan, Atlantic staff writer, Seeing how parents are afraid, and Barry Weiss was there. Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism, fairforall.org. Consider me in this group of people who believe you should live free and not push bigotry. You're going to have to fight back, guys. It's just the way it is. I'm Tony Katz. There is so much in that audio that requires us to to break it down. You've heard it already. I've shared it. This is Senator Ted Cruz at the border. Senator Mike Braun of Indiana had taken a photo of one of the detention centers. The administration asked him to delete it, and he actually did. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today a pleasure as, as always. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio is where you find us. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter at Tony Katz. But Senator Cruz is videotaping and here's this, this, this woman who worked for the administration in, in front of him saying, please follow the rules. 
Please show these people respect. That's all we ask. Well, dignity no, and not. respect. You're asking, is this please, dignity and respect? Look at these people. Please give dignity there's a and pandemic. respect to the people. Let, let me ask, ask you. you. There, there's a I pandemic. I respectfully ask you, sir. There is a pandemic. Is this respecting the rights of these kids? I ask you. Please Are respect you respecting the, the rights of these this kids? This is not a zoo, sir. Wow. I mean, she's she's giving the, a bit of emotion, and I, I ask you to show respect. I, uh... Nothing has made me feel more 1984 than that. More Animal Farm than that. This idea that there are two classes of people and this idea that there are two sets of rules and this idea that someone thinks that because they have emotion that what's being done is improper. As opposed to the abuse of power as I see it, that she's employing here. This is a member of the Senate on a fact finding mission to see what's going on. Was some of it for show? Well, gosh, I'm sure some of it's for show. But doesn't change what it is that has happened, what it is that we're seeing. Please show respect for these people. What what does that even mean in a civil society? To to a place that has a, a, a free media. And we should be clear that everybody is in on it. Everybody gets that the media has not been given access. Everyone gets that the media has been pushed to the side. And the media, I want to say has allowed it, even though people have pushed back. This is Chris Wallace on uh, Fox News Sunday talking to White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Is committed to that. Just last week, we had a pool a camera, including a, allowing providing footage to Fox News just last week into the shelters. We want to provide uh, access into the Border Patrol facilities. We are mindful of the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic. We want to keep these kids safe, keep the staff safe. But we, we are absolutely committed to transparency and providing access to media to the Border Patrol facilities, and we're working to get that done as soon as we can. The Virus means nothing when we're talking about access of the press. It means zero. The First Amendment doesn't get suspended because of a virus. Think about what she's saying, and now apply it to what I just said about Animal Farm in 1984. This idea that, well, it's for your safety. We don't let you see what's happening. It's beyond creepy when it's not done with a sense of parody. There is no tongue-in-cheek from this Biden staffer at the border. There is no tongue-in-cheek from Jen Psaki. They believe this. And I'm telling you, it had, the, the second I saw both, or heard both uh, clips, I was like, okay, this is not... There's something just ugly and odd and wrong and 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 altogether discouraging uh, about this and it is this this well this willingness to to look the american people in the eye and say yes we have different rules but it's but it's in your best interest that we apply them just sit there it is everything i don't want in a nation 
And to tell you the truth, it, it didn't just happen now in a conversation about the border. I mean, this is much more about how media is acting and reacting, how the administration is acting and reacting without a, what I would consider to be a, enough force from the media at all. You're going to take this abuse? There was a never-ending number of people willing to stand up to Donald Trump, even when no stand-up was required. You could have just asked questions and gotten answers and not been crazy people. But this, well, we can only let you in to, to have access when it's safe. And we did allow a pool camera. You know, a pool is like uh, this group of uh, reporters that will sometimes go and they, they get all the, the, the feeds and they get all the imagery. And they for, and then it's, it's a pool report. It's given out to all the reporters and they're able to utilize it, right? That does happen. One camera, and we don't even know whether or not we got access to things. Now, now to Chris Wallace's credit, he makes the differentiation. But just to clarify, Jen, uh, that you allowed a camera crew in to see the HHS facilities. What we're talking about here are the mm -hmm. border patrol facilities, the detention cells, the, the you know, the, these, I, I, there is a law that they, let me just finish, that they are not allowed to be there for more than 72 hours. Many of them are there for 10 days. At this point, in terms of allowing access to border patrol facilities for reporters, you are being less transparent than the Trump administration. It's a good bit of pushback there from Wallace. I'll give him credit where it's due. It's a good bit of pushback. Because we are talking about different things. It's like when people, you heard me talk about this. It's like when people get into this idea of, I don't know what people are saying about a crisis at the border. My gosh, there are actually less adults crossing than when uh, President Trump was president. That's moving the goalposts. Because the conversation we're having is about unaccompanied kids and child trafficking, which has increased dramatically because the Biden administration has said you're getting asylum. And it's not asylum for actual asylum seekers, people who literally can't go home for fear of their lives. It's migrants who are taught how to lie to claim asylum to overwhelm the system and children who are used as pawns. That's the story, that's the crisis. That's why you have thousands of people uh, there in Dallas. That's why they're opening up uh, facilities for thousands more kids. And I say people, I meant teenagers in Dallas. Thousands more uh, children and teenagers in San Diego. Of course it is. And when they manipulate and when they lie and when they go about saying, well, it's not for you to see just yet, but soon you will. All of that, all of that. Man, it's, it, I only hope I'm not the only one who gets hit in, 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 in this way. I really and truly hope I am not the only one who, who, who gets this and sees this and is like, oh, man, this is, this is an ugly place we're in. And for a guy who already didn't have much respect for national media and how they've done things, uh, spe specifically and especially, I got myself confused over the last two of those words, uh, over the last four years, to now allow themselves to be treated like this because they're so in the tank ideologically, and I don't think it's everybody, but as we saw from the press conference, it is you, Michelle Cinder, it is people from CNN. Oh, CNN. Man, that story about the car accident. Did you not hear it? You know what? I, I, I promise you. I promise you, I'll share it with you coming up.
I'm Fingers Malloy, your bourbon and cigar guy and host of the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, and this is the Bourbon Minute. Cardinal Spirits out of Indiana recently launched bourbon cream soda in a can. The canned cocktail is now available in Bloomington and Indianapolis, and it's going to be coming to other locations very soon. What's so special about it? So it has all of the cream soda taste that you may have loved as a kid, but with an adult kick of 8.5% alcohol. It's made with Cardinal Spirits straight bourbon whiskey, real Madagascar vanilla beans, and smooth cream soda. So if you'd like to know more about where you can find bourbon cream soda from Cardinal Spirits, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash smoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. The Ever Given is free. So happy to see this. Man, the amount of money being lost in the Suez Canal each and every day because of this. This was the 1,300-foot-long shipping vessel uh, that got sideways in the Suez Canal, thus blocking all traffic in the Suez Canal. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, great to be with you. Well, that uh, that's now flowing. That is now flowing. And the, the, the ship has moved out, and other ships are moving through. Billions and billions of dollars. Was it $9 billion in global trade each day? They've had a couple different numbers. I think they've settled on $9 billion. They've settled on $9 billion in, in uh, global trade each day being, uh, being held up. That is unbelievable. Now, I promised the CNN story. And I know, I know, every time you hear the idea of a CNN story, that is exactly what Brian Stelter sounds like. Now, the CNN story is what happens when you're just unwilling to say something as it is. So here is the tweet they put out. Police said the girls, 13 and 15, assaulted an Uber Eats driver with a taser while carjacking him, which led to an accident in which he was fatally injured. That's their tweet. If you break down the story at all, here's what happened. Two teenage girls attacked an Uber Eats delivery driver. They tased him. They then took off in the car with him, not in the car, but not out of the car, on the driver's side. Head down the road, they make a right turn, the car turns over, he is thrown from the car and killed. They killed him. They killed this driver. His name, Muhammad Anwar. I believe Pakistani. Working a job, living his life. Murdered by two girls. No, 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 wait. Murdered by two black girls. Why does it matter? 
Well, because narrative is everything, right? Narrative is everything. You can make claim that the murderer in a a mass shooting is white before knowing a single detail. And if you get it wrong, it rarely matters. Although the USA Today person did get fired. Right? She got fired over there at USA Today. But she was also the race and equity editor. So maybe she had a different set of rules applied to her. Everybody else, it's totally fine. Actually amazed. Uh, She got fired. She said of the of the boulder shooter, oh, it's clearly going to be an angry white man. Oh, I saw a photo. It's an angry white man. She didn't have any data whatsoever, she assumed, and then got let go from her job after eight years. By the way, I didn't call for that. I don't believe in cancel culture. I didn't call for that. But these people who are beyond ideological, who have no time uh, to wait for facts, they'll just say anything to move their narrative. Well, here's CNN desperately trying to hide a narrative. A Pakistani man was, had his car, uh, he was carjacked by two black women and was killed in the carjacking. It wasn't an accident. He wasn't fatally injured. He was murdered by carjackers. That what, that's what happened. By the way, I think that if we were really rational people, we'd say, Tony, did you say they were 13 and 15? Because those are children. Those are babies. We're so busy being focused on the complete and total insanity of the woke society that we forgot to note that it's a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old. I'm sorry, that's much more of the story for me. You know what? That's the whole of uh, the story for me. Because that should terrify. By the way, something to look out uh, for. And uh, it's down in Alabama. We're not talking about the weather in this case. Although they had some storms. Man, Nashville just had some wicked flooding going on uh, where where they're at. The Amazon workers at a warehouse in Alabama are going to vote on whether or not to unionize today. If so, it would become Amazon's first unionized facility in the U.S., Bezos is on the warpath against uh, Elizabeth Warren. And you better believe I chose that on purpose. He's all about going after Warren and Bernie Sanders. I think the political left might be starting to learn that only the political right believes in their existence. The political left doesn't believe in the existence of the political left. Let me do it a little bit better than that. The woke don't believe that other people should be allowed to exist if they're not matching the woke desires of the day. So how do you keep up? You never know which side you're on, what, what thing you're on, and if you somehow believe something differently, well, then you're there to be destroyed. Only the political right says, hey, we disagree with you, but still run your business. Amazon should be sponsoring this show. Amazon should be sponsoring talk radio because only talk radio thinks Amazon should be allowed to exist as long as they're not abusive and stopping books from being sold, etc. The left doesn't believe it. Wait till you find out that Jeff Bezos doesn't believe that these people should be unionized. Woo-wee. Who knows what kind of protests you're going to get? 
Oh, it could get rough. It could be like Antifa uh, there in Oregon, armed and fighting, but not but not an insurrection or 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 anything like that. Oddly enough, huh? Amazing. Facebook Tony Katz Radio, the podcast at TonyKatz.com. Be sure to follow and subscribe and do all the things. This is Tony Katz today.